It's time for the Finkelcast Divisional Round NFL Best Bets Contest. If this contest was one of the remaining coaches, it would definitely be Mike Malarkey. Featuring, when everyone picked the Chiefs, he picked the crappiest team left in the entire playoff field. And it paid off. It's Colin Burke. Plus, a man whose picks were such crap last week and such crap during the regular season that he hasn't even looked at the lines yet. It's Jack Angeles. And now, did his record last weekend get boosted by covers from losing teams? You know it did. It's your host, Joel Finkelman. Hello, everybody, and welcome into a Friday edition of the Finkelcast, an NFL Best Bets edition of the Finkelcast. A, hey, I already finished working for the day edition of the Finkelcast, but came in anyways just to record this with my good buddies, Colin Burke and Jack Angeles. So we'll just bring them right in, right out of the gate. Colin, how are you doing today? Doing real well, calling in from balmy uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Negative two right now, really excited to host that Super Bowl. Yeah, that's going to be really pleasant. Everybody's going to love being up there. And uh, and on the other line, Jack Anchely's rough week last week. How you doing, buddy? Well, uh, not only have I not looked at the lines this week, I don't even know half the games on the board. So There we go. An adventure. Uh, I'll I'll spoil Colin's little update just a, just a little bit just to let everybody know that Jack went zero and four last week. Uh, Colin it, and it's I almost like it's almost like watching at least a little bit of football correlates to picking. Decently. Yeah, yeah. Even watching like ten minutes of a game will help you pick for the next game. It seems like it seems like that might actually be a thing. Um, but yeah, zero and four. So uh, Colin, why don't you give us the update on how the rest of us did? Yeah, as you said, Jack, 0-4, and you and I split the weekend 2-2 two and two each. All right. And, uh, yeah, we had the complete opposite picks, if I don't... Uh, that's correct, right? That um, is correct. Yeah, so I had Kansas City on the first day. That did not work out super well. Tennessee won. You, for some reason, had that game. Um, and then I had the two games on Sunday, which both got me covers, but both the teams that covered lost, which is incredible. Worked out pretty well two, for me. Two of the least convincing covers I've seen in a good while. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Carolina one. I mean, that's a cover, but it didn't really feel like one. Kind of felt like New mm-hmm. Orleans had that game in hand. Um, yeah, either way, I'll take it. Uh, so we, we go into week number two. With a bit of a contest, which is always good. Uh, let's see. We always pick every game against the spread, or we used to pick five, but now we're in the playoffs. We're picking everything. Uh, keep track of them throughout the year and all that good stuff. Uh, Got to get all the promotional stuff out of the way. So, look, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's at the bottom of the screen right now, which I should mention if you are watching on YouTube, which you can watch live. You can subscribe. Just go to YouTube.com slash JoltDF. Uh, it'll, you, know, you can watch us live. It'll give you notifications when we go live, and then you can watch the things back later on the blog post. Uh, let's see, that's the Big1070.com slash Joel, where I'll post those. And as I mentioned, Twitter, you can follow me at Joel Finkelman. You can follow Colin at Colin Q. Burke. You can follow Jack at Anchelis. Those are the, the three Twitter handles. Uh, you can go check out any iTunes radio app, or sorry, any iTunes app to uh, to go ahead and get the podcast, or you can go ahead and use iHeartRadio. Just look for the Finkelcast. Really, you can find it anywhere and everywhere. So there we go. That's all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, so as we said... Um, Jack, we usually hand out the the lines in advance, and we did this week, but Jack assures us that he hasn't looked at them, so we're going to let him go first in every game. Um, I'll read out the game, and I'll read out the lines so it's fresh in his memory, and he has to come up with a pick, uh, you know, pretty quick. Hopefully hopefully you don't sit on him forever. That'll be great. So, with that said, we'll just go ahead and get to our first game here. We're just going to go in chronological order. It is Atlanta 
on the road at Philadelphia. Atlanta is favored on the road by three points. Jack, what is your pick? Three points on the road. I think I'm going to stick with uh, playoff Matt Ryan over good old Nick Foles. Yeah. It's like the way to go. It does. It does. Although it seems like everybody's getting suckered in. Like everything I'm reading, everything I'm seeing, people are, are somehow excited for this Philly bet. And I don't, I don't get it. I'm also taking Atlanta minus three. Um, Atlanta's a pretty infuriating team. Obviously this year, I feel like all of us have at one point picked them when they did well and picked them when they did horrible. Uh, they're capable of both for sure. And we've seen that in both playoffs last year and the regular season this year. So I'm not like super convinced about it. Being on the road sucks, all that good stuff, yada, yada, yada. But I don't know. At the end of the day, it's, as Jack said, it's Nick Foles. So I'll take the three points. Uh, Colin, it might not even be Nick Foles. I read something that the coach basically said, if Foles isn't doing it, they're going to go to the third string guy too. Well, who's their third string guy? I don't know. I think his name is also Nick or Nate something. All right. I'm going to look it up while Colin, uh, Colin gives his pick of this game. What do you got, Colin? Well, I'm I'm excited to take the Eagles plus three. Uh, the Eagles are the first top seed in the NFL playoffs to be a an underdog. Uh, and I would remind everyone that this team ended the season in a tie with the Patriots for point differential. So this is a pretty good team. Um, granted, that was with their starting quarterback, Carson Wentz, and not Nick Foles. Um, but this is assuming that Foles is uh, not... Uh, not a competent quarterback, but he's he's better than your average backup. Over 41 games, he has 61 touchdowns to 29 interceptions and uh, seven yards per attempt. So I think he's a, a pretty competent backup who's going to be able to get something done. It just feels weird to me to take a road favorite, especially in the playoffs where home field advantage is such a such an important thing. Um, this is a well-rested Eagles team. They basically took Week 17 off as well. Um, so they, they're coming off of about a month's rest, it feels like. Uh, I think Foles will be able to uh, get it done against the 19th-rated pass defense that the Falcons have. That's probably their weakest point. Okay. Uh, And one of the reasons the Falcons won last week is because they won the turnover battle. Uh, And I don't think that'll happen against a defense in Philadelphia that is probably a little bit better than that Rams defense. Yeah. Look, that's fair. I, I I like how Atlanta's defense actually played last week, though. I mean, I don't know if their ranking is kind of real because it just seems like they can, they have the talent defensively to turn it up when they need to, and they can run the ball decently. So in the postseason, those are two things that I like. Um, Philly, you're right. This is uh, they, true. They shut down a pretty competent Rams offense. Yeah, so. yeah, on the road as well. Um, Philly, though, I mean, I get it. They're they're probably going to try to run the ball as much as they can. Jay Ajayi, all that fun stuff. Uh, try not to make. God. By the way, I actually just looked it up. It is uh, it's Nate Sudfeld is their third string. Oh yeah, good old get excited. Good old Nate yeah. Sudfeld. That'll that'll go well. Um, so I mean, yeah, they're going to try to keep I, it obviously a black and blue type of game, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, and I think the weather plays right into that game plan. Um, you know, this is a game outside. Philly's going to be cold. Atlanta's not used to playing outside, coming from down south and a dome. So I think that'll slow down their passing attack a little bit. See, and also, though, because you mentioned that they, they basically took Week 17 off, too. And that would almost make me more nervous than anything. Because, I mean, we've seen plenty of teams now that take the last week off, then have a bye. I mean, that's so long without playing meaningful football. that you're, I mean, then you're talking about kind of shaking rust off. 
potentially. So, I mean, it's you know not a guarantee. I, but... I've heard that argument before, but I don't know that I buy that. This is an Eagles team that's really good at home. They're 14-2 and two over the last two seasons um, under this current head coach. So I, I don't think that they will struggle with See, knocking though, the rust off, as you say. Okay, and that's those, those stats are all fair. But, like, those stats are worth Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like all of the stats that are the Eagles, offensively, defensively, everything, just gets thrown out the window, window as soon as Carson Wentz gets injured. That potentially... What that, position was he on defense? I, no, I'm just saying that their defense has to press more. I mean, like, because they're more... They're, I, I get it, yes, he doesn't play defense, but but I'm saying, like, their their defense is required to stop teams. I mean, think about it. If they fall, let's say they're they're down 13 points at any point in this game. Is Nick Foles bringing them back? The answer is no. So, I mean, if they're down two scores in this game, it's going to be pretty hard for them to win. I, I mean, I don't know, because they want to control the ball running and all that stuff. But if they if they get down, if they, you know, if Atlanta's able to get a quick strike, it could be rough. I don't know. Uh, either way, that, that's a that's a first. That's a good first game here. Um, once again, I'd like to thank the NFC for providing us some good football games. Uh, now we go to the AFC, where we get games like this. Jack, you're up first. So, let's see. New England, your team, at home. Favored over the Tennessee Titans by 13 and a half points. What do you got? That seems like not enough. I think if it was 20, I'd still take the Patriots. <laughs> I, I honestly honestly don't think you're crazy. I um, think this is going to be bad. You know what, though, if uh, Marcus Mariota can catch another touchdown pass, it might be a game. But otherwise, I think the Patriots take this running away. They have two weeks to sit on all this Ooh. weird ESPN article crap of dissension and whatever and they're all fired up about that and the titans are bad i think that whole article was a plant i think the entire thing was um i feel like this patriots team is not as talented as other patriots teams have been in the recent years and they needed something and they just i mean this this is like the as soon as that article came out the first thing i thought was okay well thanks for another super bowl you think it was a belichick ploy yeah I think so. Just start leaking I like stuff. It. I like it. Because, see, here's the thing. Belichick is cool with taking the heat from the media if, if there's stuff in there that's disparaging to him. So he's like, whatever, I don't care about the media. I don't care about whoever. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, we probably we probably talked ahead of time. We figured this out. You know, we'll, we'll throw in some things about Tom. It'll be all good. But there's nothing bad in that entire article basically about Kraft. Of course, that's the one guy Belichick's not going to want to piss off. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think this whole thing and, and is I mean, a ploy. That's the a supporting argument to that is that article really painted Belichick in a pretty positive light. Yeah. I He boy. was kind of the hero of that article. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. Um I, I honestly really do and I you know, I'm not this isn't just crazy conspiracy black helicopter Joel coming out, but I really think that whole thing was a plant. Uh because yeah, once again it, it galvanized a team that Maybe isn't you know it's, it's definitely not the most talented Patriots team of the last ten years. Let's put it that way. Um, and and now yeah, two weeks off, they got time, and they're all mad. And Tom Brady's probably going to go out there and throw four touchdowns, and they're going to win this game. It's going to be like thirty-seven to ten or something. I, I I'm with you, Jack, hundred percent taking the Patriots. Colin, I'm sure that means you're taking Tennessee again. It does not. No, I can't talk myself into this one. Uh, this is the third time in six years that New England has been a double-digit favorite in their first playoff game, just to show you the established dominance that they have. Um, I'm really going to trust Belichick in the playoffs here. The Patriots may not be great against the run, but if that's their focus, then they're going to force Marietta to throw. 
Uh, he really hasn't been good, and I know you were kind of railing on him on Twitter earlier this week. Uh, <laughs> but he's thrown 16 interceptions to 15 touchdowns. So, you know, if you put the ball in his hands, I'm not sure it's going to work out, especially on the road in New England. Did you count his playoff stats in that number? Is that... I'm a little confused. Because uh, regular season, it was 13 and 15, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, this was a sticking point. Yeah, our, uh, on the morning show, Lucas in the Morning, that I'm on a good chunk, Um yeah, we were talking about Tua Tunga Papalapadapadas and uh, uh, Alabama's quarterback uh, that I can't pronounce his name, so I'm just going to butcher it on purpose. Uh, being no, mentored, that right? Yeah, we were uh, we were talking about him being mentored by Marcus Mariota, which I chimed in like, "Are you sure you want to be mentored by Marcus Mariota? He's a really crappy quarterback." And then that set off a whole slew of things where I started being uh, called a bigot against Hawaii, the entire state. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so good times. <laughs> that was a, that was a good fun argument. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't think Marcus Mario is very good. I mean, I'm just going to, I don't have much faith in the guy. But I mean, then I again. he's a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, I mean. I think, it, I, think I tweeted at you. If you want a college quarterback mentor, Heisman winner and like one of the most offensively productive quarterbacks ever is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, and that's absolutely true. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, so do you, if you're a, if you're a kid in high school and you want to become a pro, that's your ultimate goal. Like, do you want Tim Tebow to be your mentor? I mean, he's one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. Probably the f- most famous of the last 20 years. <laughs> and that's the absolute last guy I'd want to be teaching me anything about playing the position of quarterback. I don't know. Uh, the thing, too, is that Alabama's more of a pro-style offense. I think he's probably set up a little bit better. And Oregon ran the crazy spread. And yeah. Honestly, though. How much carries over anyway. But. Honestly, though, it's crazy to me that he didn't get playing time during the year. I mean, Alabama was kind of stifling along, and, and people thought they weren't as good as they could be. And then he comes in in the second half. And, like, I'm sorry, but that touchdown throw that he had to win the game, I mean, he was looking off the safety the entire time, then flips to the left and just bombs it. And it's a perfect throw. I mean, that was a perfect throw. That's like an NFL caliber throw that he made to win the championship. And this is a freshman. And Jalen Hurt, a, a you got out there. If yeah. you watch the broadcast. Oh, yeah. And you got Jalen Hurt out there who can't, you know, he is Marcus Mariota. He can't throw, or he's Blake Bortles, can't throw a screen pass. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, sure, he can run, but whoop de doo All right, all right. We got to move on. We, enough, enough Alabama talk. I'm, this isn't Eli Gold over here. Roll Tide. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Jack, game number three, Sunday. We move to Sunday. Uh, 12.05 start central time. Pittsburgh hosts Jacksonville. Pittsburgh is seven, or sorry, R. Pittsburgh is, R is, Pittsburgh is, yeah, whatever. Pittsburgh is, the Steelers are. <laughs> there we yeah. go. I'm all over the place. Either way, uh, the team from Pittsburgh is a seven-point favorite over the team from Jacksonville. What do you got? I thought it was going to be higher than seven. I was really? thinking more like ten. Ten? Ten-point favorites? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, so you get three points at home, and I think they're a touchdown better. I'll take the Steelers. All right, so you're taking Pittsburgh minus seven. Um, uh, this is this is the game I'm having the most trouble picking. Um, Jacksonville obviously thumped Pittsburgh earlier this year. What five interceptions? Ben Roethlisberger wasn't and 13 great. defensive points. Yeah, not not great for Pittsburgh. I think the two teams are a little bit different now. Um, I don't see something like that happening especially at a home playoff game. Big Ben usually steps up. Um, Blake Bortles, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what there is to say about that, dude. Uh, I would like to thank Blake Bortles for allowing me to get one of my covers last week when I picked the uh, 
But when I picked Buffalo, what I think they were minor, or they're plus seven and a half, and uh, they score three points and they cover three points and they covered the spread. I mean, that's that says all you need to know about Blake Bortles. That dude's garbage. Speaking of bad quarterbacks, uh, and speaking of guys who can't hit a check down to save their life, that's amazing. And yet he compared himself to LeBron James. Yeah, I saw that. We talked about that this morning. That was. I mean, I don't know if he was comparing himself, but that uh, not not great, not great. Um, jeez. Uh, he was putting himself in the conversation. Yeah, I don't know what to do here. Uh, I mean, I, I like Jacksonville because of their defense, but I'm starting to get the vibe. I mean, like Jalen Ramsey is unbelievable, but I I don't. I mean, and, and Calais Campbell obviously is like a defensive player of the year candidate, but like I don't know as a as a unit. Every time I've watched them in the last couple of weeks. Kind of keep thinking back to the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo game where they dropped like a forty burger on him, um, and it just it doesn't seem like everybody wants to say that this Jaguars team is like an all world defense of the last decade, but it doesn't seem to actually be the case. Um, I think because Pittsburgh's at home, Antonio Brown should be back. I believe, Colin, have you seen that anywhere? I saw that he should be back. Yeah, okay, uh, probably not a hundred percent, but he'll be there. You know, honestly, though. Earlier this year, uh, I had him on my fantasy team. He he played in a game where he was, quote, not 100%, and people thought he was going to be a decoy, and he caught about 180 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, him at 80% is better than pretty much any other wide receiver in the entire league. So I guess I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus seven. I don't – this is not the one I feel great about, but uh, I just – I don't know if Jacksonville can score. I, I just don't see it. So, I don't know. Colin, what do you got? Uh, once again, I will be the lone dissenting voice here. I'm going to take Jacksonville plus seven. I, I am going to echo everything that we've already said, but I think that defense will show up. I, I think that they'll be able to get it done. They obviously won't be able to count on the five turnovers that they got last time, but they got two last week um, against a, a not very good Bills offense, to be honest. Um, so I, I think this game really relies on, and this is a scary thing and probably makes me should have or makes me think I should have picked Pittsburgh. Uh, this game relies on Blake Bortles being better. Wow. <laughs> Which Good. doesn't make me feel great. Good luck there. I mean, okay, so here's the thing, right? Okay, Colin, let me just ask you in a vacuum. Whose defense is better, the Bills or the Steelers? I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Steelers. And so they scored 10 points against the worst defense on at home. Correct. According to your argument. And Correct. You, and you think they're going to cover a seven-point spread. <laughs> I think they need all seven of those points. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish you luck. I, I actually just made myself feel better about my Pittsburgh pick with that little run down there. Um, I'm glad I could help you out. Yeah, I do wish that Pittsburgh had Ryan Shazier, although he did show up in practice in a wheelchair. And, I mean... I hear he can feel his legs. So yeah. that's put him out there. That story is, is grisly. Out there. I think his career is done. I can't I, I can't imagine boy, the nfl really jumped to making him an inspirational story already though didn't they yeah that that story <laughs> is really grim oh god especially for a guy who is about to go sign like an 80 million dollar contract you know in about a month's time oh man feel bad for that guy I, um here's the but thing then, even if he gets medically cleared or whatever why would you want to go back doing that i mean the money would be pretty good Yes. Are your legs worth eighty million dollars to you? Oh boy! Like how do you how do you how much do you value the ability to walk? <laughs> I've never thought about it. <laughs> eighty million is a lot of money. <laughs> uh, you can't walk. Yeah, that's 
That's true. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> this is rough. The only thing that I, I hope for his sake is that he had the Jermichael Finley route of being insured. Um, so maybe he will, he'll never sign the $80 million contract. But, like, I mean, I think, like, Jermichael had something like eighty or like $20 million, basically, uh, from insurance. I feel which like sets that was a fairly unique situation, though, because he knew that he was, you know, one hit away from being done. I don't know that Ryan Shazier expected Wait, to what? be forced out of football. Didn't Jermichael Finley know he was like... No. I don't... Did he? That's news to I, me. I don't think that that hit was a surprise. Well, he got, I mean, he knew he was... He had had a history of, like, injuries that were career-threatening. I, I don't... Now, where was where was Shazier drafted? Uh, first round. First round. Yeah, he was, he was like the 15th pick or something like that. Or eleventh or something. He has some kind of insurance then. Yeah, I would. I suppose so. I, I would think so. So hopefully, either way. But was but okay. So he did show up at practice, and I know that they're all going to be inspired by that. It's going to be like the Paul Pierce coming through the. I mean, they should have brought him out to do the coin toss. Is what they should have done. And the place would have gone nuts. Either way, uh, they they really missed an opportunity to win a football game on the backs of somebody who might not ever play football again. Uh, really missed out there. Uh, let's see game number four, our final game. Boy, one in Collins' backyard. Jack, Minnesota is hosting the New Orleans Saints. Minnesota is a five-point favorite over the Saints. Who do you got? Five. Yeah. Five is a weird number. It is. Um, we put him on the spot. Seems like it really comes down to an offense-defense matchup. The Saints offense and the Vikings defense. How that's going to roll out. I'm going to take the Vikings at home. Jack, for the second week in a row, going all favorites. It worked out really well for him last week. We should mention that... Uh, Can't go any worse, right? Yeah, it's all underdogs covering last week. <laughs> so, great work on us. Um, let's see. Colin? Oh, boy. I'm tempted to see if you want to go first on this one. I'm happy to if you need a little more time. Yeah, why don't you go for it? You're up. I'm going to take New Orleans plus five. I think that this is a much different Saints team than the team that that lost uh, 31 to 19 in the season opener, also at U.S. Bank Stadium here in Minneapolis. Um, in the playoffs, uh, I've, I've been told you bet on QBs, although I'm directly flying in the face of that with my Eagles pick. Um, but I'm going to take Drew Brees over Case Keenum here. Drew Brees in the playoffs has a 66% completion rate with 26 touchdowns and seven interceptions, good for 101 quarterback rating. Case Keenum has never played in a postseason game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just put my bet on Drew Brees here. Aren't you also flying in the face of that with your uh, Jacksonville pick, Blake Bortles? Um, uh, yeah, probably. No. Uh, either way, I am not with my New England pick, though. I no. I am going to uh, make the radical declaration that Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, the reason I said "damn it" when you started picking is because I I think I'm going to take New Orleans as well. That's kind of where I've been leaning all week. I, I'm a little worried, though, that this pick that I'm making is more of a a heart pick than it is a head pick, if that makes sense. Uh, obviously, I obviously, I I will actively root for anybody in the playoffs that's playing against the Minnesota Vikings. Like, Jack, if the, if the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl and they're playing Minnesota, I will don your Martellus Bennett jersey. 
Yeah. That is that is how much. That's official. That is that how much. Yeah, I put that in the record book. And on I, the record, and I have no problem doing it. I mean, I I hate the Vikings. I would absolutely. Oh, I just do not want to hear about how they won the old. We're the only team that won a Super Bowl in our stadium. Hey, Packers fans, did you ever win one in Lambeau? No. Oh, okay. I don't want to hear it. Um, I want them to lose. I want them to lose in dramatic fashion. Like I want. Well, that's all the only way the Vikings do it in the playoffs, so yeah. that'll probably come true. I mean, I want New Orleans to kick a last-second 53-yard field goal uh, to, to win the game by one point. That would be lovely. Although, I will say, if if New Orleans lost, like if Minnesota won this game and then, uh, you know, Minnesota <laughs> then blew a chance to go to the to the Super Bowl at home in the NFC Championship game, that would also feel good. If they blew, it, if they blew the Super Bowl, that would also feel even better. But, I mean, I'd rather get them out of the way early so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, so I'm going to make this pick. Basically, uh, with with my heart, which is which is dumb in gambling. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take New Orleans plus five. Uh, let's see, Jack. You said you had Minnesota, correct? Correct. Yes. And then Colin. I. Oh, go for it. I have New Orleans. I do think this will probably be the toughest game the Vikings play on the road to the Super Bowl. I think the Saints are a better team than either the Eagles or Atlanta at this point. I yeah, I'm with you. I do think Atlanta will be a challenge. Like I mean, I I if Atlanta wins, that'll be a legitimate challenge. If if Philly pulls off a win, it's going to be a curb stomping and and Minnesota's going to walk into the Super Bowl cuz I'm sorry, but that defense against Nick Foles like or Nate Sudfeld, good luck. I'm not I'm not uh I'm not expecting big things out of uh, big game Nate over there. Uh all right. So, just to do a little rundown quick, uh, I took Atlanta minus 3, New England minus 13 and a half, Pittsburgh minus 7, New Orleans plus 5. Jack took the same first 3, but he swapped on the last one, took Minnesota minus 5. Colin took Philly plus 3, New England minus 13 and a half. We all have New England in that game. Jacksonville plus seven and New Orleans plus five. Colin again taking a bunch of underdogs. So three this week. There was four underdog winners this week. Colin's trying to ride that high. Um, hmm. I, guess. I want to point out for the second week in a row in our contest we have a complete opposites. Carolyn has picked all underdogs. So Jack and Carolyn going head to head here. All underdogs. Okay, that's right. That's do, uh, do the underdogs have the better colors? Is that what happens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that must be. It's got a thing for greens and teals. Must be. Uh, Jack, are you ready for Grinder of the Week? I am. All right, let's do it. Oh, yeah. It's time for Club Indigo's Grinder of the Week. Here's the real OG. That's the original grinder, Jack Anchelis. All right, what you got for us this week? I think it's a good one. All right. Uh, it may be slightly controversial. The optics on the original story when it first came out were bad. But uh, some more information has come out. And it seems like it's just uh, a classic case of grinding. Uh, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, got paid a million and a half dollars to reshoot his parts for... What is that movie? All, All the, the Money, money in the World. world. All yep. the Money in the World. Uh, well, Michelle Williams got just her $80 a day per diem. Obviously, on his face, that looks bad. You think? But, yeah. But, good old Mark to Mark is just a better negotiator or has a better agent, apparently. <laughs> uh, there's some dispute as uh, to whether... They're actually, they're actually represented by the same agent, Jack. Really? Yes. Same agency. Okay. Same agency, okay. Still. Yeah. Wow. It shouldn't have caught anyone by surprise, though. Oh. No. So... Uh, there's some dispute as to whether 
Mark Wahlberg either didn't have the reshoots in his contract or it was because he had approval on any recasting for reshoots that he could hold that as basically ransom to get paid more money. Otherwise, he would veto any reshoots. But either way, he had the power in his contract to get more money for reshoots, and she didn't have it, and he exercised that power to get money. So getting money gets you the grinder of the week. Mark Wahlberg is a movie star, and Michelle Williams is doing it for the art. I respect her for doing it for the art, but Mark Wahlberg is not an artist. (laughs) It's getmoney.com. I think... (laughs) <laughs> I think his IMDb page will reflect that that statement that's, that Mark Wahlberg is not an artist. It's the most accurate thing yeah. that's ever been said about Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Michelle Williams, great actress, in it for the art, awesome, respected. Mark Wahlberg is in it for the money, and so he well, exercised that right, and good for him. He got he got most of his uh, his art out in that uh, that small art house film Transformers. Uh, King Arthur or whatever nonsense that was. Yeah, that looked uh, looked really good. Uh, okay, that's a good grinder of the week. Hey, uh, I do have one thing I wanted to touch on, just a real quick uh, topical thing. It's a news item, and I might have to put some bleeps in this one. So I'm sorry in advance if you're watching on YouTube. It's okay. We can we can swear, and I'll, I'll bleep it out when I put it up on iHeart. Um, all right. So uh, recently, and this isn't going to be a political discussion because I don't care for talking about politics but obviously if you've been paying attention to the news you'll notice that uh donald trump used the word shithole to describe uh uh, some countries which isn't super great uh not to mention some of the other stuff that he said was pretty rough uh that's the nicest way of putting it that i can possibly come up with uh but the thing that really is interesting to me is we have cnn on right now i am literally looking at it right now and on the bottom line the lower third as they as they call it in the tv biz uh, it just has the word shithole basically just plastered on the screen, and it's had it that way for two days. I didn't know that we lived in a world where they could do that. I mean, is that not an FCC thing? I, I don't know. Um, they also put it in the New York Times. Yeah. I mean, it's in newspapers. It's everywhere. And I, I, and, I mean, look, the only reason I want to bring this up is because I, I'm a firm believer that I think we can – go ahead and do away with the whole censorship thing when it comes to swear words, because words on the surface, I mean, there's actually nothing wrong with swearing, all right? If you say the F word in front of an uh, an eight-year-old, it doesn't actually hurt them in any way. It won't lead to them doing heroin years later. It's not a gateway word. It's not how it works. Uh, So I'm a firm believer, like, this is great. I'd love seeing the word shithole plastered all over CNN and all over all the other news whatever tv and media because i think it means that maybe we're moving in the right direction so i guess now are you are you at iHeartMedia allowed to say it on air uh no because i saw no i saw news today that npr is saying it really okay that's interesting yes. um npr is saying it the, the official word from them was they are allowed to say it once per hour oh for see that's the oh. dumbest thing i've ever heard either <laughs> say it or don't uh, either 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 dive in or don't that's dumb um I, honestly I sure just uh I just watched the South Park episode the other day where they uh say shit on TV. Yeah. And then they keep cranking up the number of times they're allowed to say it. Yeah. It is great. Um I, you know it's funny cuz so when I first saw this it was last night. And I figured, oh, it must be like safe harbor time, so that's why they're able to say it and put it on TV and all that stuff. But no, right now it's 12 o'clock during, during the day and it's all over the place. Uh I Thanks don't know. The children. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I just it's amazing to me. I I'm really happy about it though because I really do believe we can. You know, this isn't the 1920s anymore. I think I think we can all be adult about swearing. I mean, I think we can ban certain use or certain uh, you know obscene things from uh, some from the airwaves and whatnot. But I should be able to say a couple words with four letters, and I think we can all you know we can all somehow go about our days and not die. That'd be great. Um, one little right, so one little just thing. To, just to rehash, yeah. The official positions of the Finkelcast are: yep, legs are worth probably eighty million dollars and say the F word to eight-year-olds. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That is the official position of the Finkelcast. Don't at me. Um, okay, so one last little thing about this, guys. Um, I have, in my lifetime, I have typed the word shithole into my phone before, and I'm guessing that you guys have as well? Yes? Maybe? Maybe. Yeah? Seems likely. Yeah, seems likely. Now, now, on on TV, and I don't know if this is to save space, but it has become a one-word word. Like, it is just, it's eight letters in a row. I, I always thought it was yeah. two words, because it's two words. <laughs> Am I crazy to think that, like, we're all misspelling the word shithole because of Donald Trump? It's two words. What is going on? It sure feels like two words. Yeah, but, I mean, go on CNN right now. It's one word. Who came up with this? Word. Like, asshole. Yeah, exactly. I, maybe it's actually what they're trying to say is like, we're not swearing because it says shithole. <laughs> that seems likely. Yeah. I, that could be. <laughs> I don't know. All right. That's all. I just I just wanted to go on that rant. That, was, that wasn't needed at all. Um, and I, I told you, it wasn't going to get political because I, I ain't about that life. <laughs> so, uh, all right. That, that's all I wanted to oh, say there. I need to add one more, one more stance to the official... Uh, position of the Finkelcast. Keep getting that money. Okay. I like get, it. Getmoney.com. Get I like it. I just realized uh, doing the live stream that I must have accidentally pressed my hotkey to, to mute the mic. So we're just, it's going to be audio only podcast today. That's okay. Uh, All right. My bad. Sorry. Y'all. Why is that a hotkey? Um, oh, no, I have hotkeys. So when I do the morning show, I don't have to click them. It, it goes quicker. It looks smoother. Gotcha. But sometimes when your hotkey is also a, a period it can cause some problems. <laughs> Seems like you could have assigned a better hotkey. Yeah, it's actually harder than you think on a laptop. Because um, you use... Was, uh, was the space bar not available? Well, yeah, that's, yeah that, would, that would be a really good one, Jack. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, so we will uh, we'll go ahead and call it there. Sorry to YouTubers. That's, sorry about that. Uh, all right, um, yeah, either way. Uh, okay, that's, uh, I'm sorry, I, I just wanted to... To talk about you know swearing and why it's okay. All right, I got uh, you all worked up. Huh? I know, I know. I'm all hot and bothered now. Now I'm gonna go home and do nothing. All righty. Uh, so with that said, it's been another good podcast. I want to thank Colin and Jack for joining me. Uh, just everybody, go head out to uh, go to Twitter and go to at Colin Burke. Uh, sorry, at Colin Q Burke at Anchelis. Go follow them and go to at Joel Finkelman and follow me. Uh, check out the blog at thebig1070.com/joel where I'll post this and it'll only be audio later. Sorry about that. And uh, let's see, what else are we going to uh, to pimp here? Um, iHeart Radio app. Go over there. Type for the Finkelcast. You can go subscribe on any iTunes app and all that fun stuff. So, Colin, Colin Burke, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Sky you might row the boat. Yeah, Jack, thanks for uh, for jumping on. Uh, Colin, you got to tack on one more tagline there. Value the shield. Uh, value the shield. That's yes. right. Value the shield. All right. We'll see. Uh, Colin, do you want to say uh, you want to you want to say your last little bit? 
my last little bit. Yeah. Oh, good to you both. There we go. I, I wasn't going to let you not say it. <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody next time on the Finkelcast. Peace out.